Bitcoin is in the headlines once again. Buffett makes a big call on bonds. And Taiwan Semiconductor, is it a buy? Who knows? We'll go through it. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets are green today, seeing big increases across the board with the Dow Jones up 620 points at the moment. NASDAQ up 383, S&P 500 up 92, Russ 2K up 74, and the VIX down 16%. So what is going on with the markets? Well, it's a bounce back. It's a bounce back, people, off of a major, um, I would say, few days of selling. I wouldn't call it any, like, insane selling. You know, we didn't see a crash, but, you know, we saw a healthy um line of selling there. Um, and that's exactly what we needed in the markets. We'll see if we move higher here or not, but the market is definitely moving higher today. A lot of green and red across the board, some op- opportunities, um, and also, uh, some, you know, some opportunities to take some profits today, actually, but overall a green day, pretty much across the entire market. Taking a look at some of the biggest analyst calls of the day. We didn't get, uh, that much today, but DraftKings absolutely killing it, um, with a price target. Target raise actually have multiple price target raises today. Um, one of them being Loop Capital taking their price target to $105 per share off of 100. So a solid um, upgrade on the price target there. And then also we saw Micron um, named a favorite idea by Barclays, um, and then a Wayfair upgrade to buy from Troost. So I definitely like to see everything that is going on there. Solid calls by the analyst, um, and I'm bullish on all of those names. Uh, taking a look at Bitcoin, we got a lot of Bitcoin news, a lot of news in the headlines um, when it comes to Bitcoin. We have the New York Attorney General uh, going after Bitcoin, Bitcoin somewhat, putting out a warning, um, you know, you know, basically saying, you know, it's extremely volatile, it's dangerous, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's so much risk. Well, there's risk with every investment. Hate to break it to you. Um, there's extreme risk in the stock market. There's extreme risk in the real estate market. There's extreme risk all over the place. Um, and, you know, the, the cyber, the, the cryptocurrency uh, markets are no different um, when it comes to risk. There's a risk appetite everywhere when it comes to investing. Um, so making an argument based on risk, I don't really see it. Now, Citibank making a big call on Bitcoin today as well, um, saying, quote, the currency could become a, uh, actually not quote, uh, but quote, the currency of choice for international trade. So Citibank saying, you know, uh, you know, Bitcoin could become the currency of choice for international trade that's taken directly from their statement. Um, and they also said, quote, Bitcoin's future is thus still uncertain, uh, but developments in the near term are likely to prove decisive as the currency balances at the tipping point of mainstream acceptance or a speculative implosion. So, you know, they noted in their statement, you know, it's great. We're seeing a lot of great stuff coming out of cryptocurrency at the moment. A lot of adoption by major companies such as PayPal, Square, and Tesla. They noted that, but they also noted, you know, there is still risk. There is definitely risk out there um, and you need to be careful in the cryptocurrency market. And I agree. Uh, But the biggest call out of, you know, their statement was they believe it could become, quote, the currency of choice for international trade. A very interesting call out of Citibank. Goldman Sachs is also restarting their cryptocurrency desk. That was another piece of big news today. Um, And the bank will begin dealing Bitcoin futures in non-deliverable uh, forward 
for clients um, in the weeks to come. Not only that, but another huge headline out of Goldman Sachs. They're exploring the potential for a Bitcoin ETF, which could be huge. Very interested to see what happens there. Um, I'm very excited to see that uh, in the headlines. So, you know, we'll see what happens to cryptocurrency. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm trying to figure out more ways to get into cryptocurrency and allocate more of my portfolio to it. So I'm very excited for the future of cryptocurrency, especially um, as the dollar is a major, major worry at the moment when it comes to, you know, the overall markets. Inflation is a major worry. So getting into cryptocurrency may not be um, such a bad thing. Now, before we get the Buffett statement on bonds, we have to talk about uh, Boeing. Real quick note on Boeing. No one's ever talking about the good news on Boeing, and I absolutely hate it. I don't like the fact that no one talks about the good news on Boeing, but they talk about all the negative crap about Boeing, um, and it irritates me quite a bit. Now, we got a great headline out of Boeing today. It's up 5.65%, and for good reason. United Airlines buys 25 additional Boeing 737 MAX jets in a vote of confidence in their planes. I love it. Um, I like the fact that they increased their order for new Boeing aircrafts, another boat of confidence. And, you know, a lot of these accidents that we have seen in the past few uh, weeks here, um, the two accidents that we've seen, the aircraft have been very old. Um, and overall, um, you know, all the accidents besides the recent um, Max 737, you know, issues that occurred, uh, the crisis, which was very sad. Um, besides that, you know, Everything has been uh, due to age besides those new aircrafts and the issues and what really took down Boeing was their, the flaws in their new aircrafts, which they've gotten fixed. Um, So really, it's now an underdog play for Boeing, and I think that they can definitely come back, especially with a new management team in there, which I think um, is going to do a great job. Now, the FAA uh, lifted its ban on the planes in November after Boeing made a software uh, update and changed some other things with the jetliners to 737 Maxes. Um, and United Airlines going in and buying 25 more of them. Uh, and it seems, you know, they're confident in Boeing. And I'm very happy to see, um, you know, that Boeing is finally getting more orders out here. They did have a few previous orders, but this is great news for Boeing. For good reason, it is up. Um, and I definitely think you can still buy Boeing here at 224. I think it moves higher. It was at 238 prior to pulling back quite a while ago. Um, so I think you can buy it here again at 224. I think you're fine. Um, it'll potentially come down tomorrow if the market decides to cool off once again. Who knows? You can wait for an entry or you can start the nibble on it here at 224. But I do think this stock moves higher throughout 2021. 250 is definitely a first target for me. Now, uh, taking a look at Buffett's call on bonds, Buffett says bonds are dead. That's right. He says the bond market is dead. He said, quote, in the annual Berkshire meeting, quote, uh, bonds are not the place to be these days. Can you believe that income recently from a 10-year treasury bond, the yield was 0.93% at year end? had fallen 94% from the 15.8% yield available in September of 1981. Can you believe that? Now, I mean, I can't believe that. Frankly, it's crazy. The bond market is dead. He also said that fixed income and retirees are very much going to struggle. So a lot of interesting comments coming out of the Berkshire letter. I actually put out a thread on interesting things I found in that Berkshire letter. You can go to their website um, and check it out. Just Google like Berkshire annual letter. You will find it, read it. Excellent letter. But um, that really shocked a lot of people throughout the market that he said the bond market is dead. I believed it was dead um, way prior to this. It's just not a great market. Very, very, you know, just 
terrible market at the current moment, and I don't see in any near-term fashion that market coming back. Now, shifting into the company that you know we said we were going to talk about, Taiwan Semiconductor. Uh, so a lot of people don't talk about the semiconductor name, even though it is the largest semiconductor foundry company in the world with over 499 customers as of 2019 and around 279 different technology products. That's right, big time company. Now, if you look at Taiwan Semiconductor's customer list, it's insane. Their customers, you know, on their customer list is AMD, NVIDIA, Apple, Marvell Technologies, Qualcomm, and so many more insanely huge mega name companies. And they're doing a lot of business with Taiwan Semiconductor. Now, as of late, the semiconductor sector has been on fire, resulting in a strong 54.05% increase um, in Taiwan Semiconductor stock uh, price throughout the last six months. Uh, leading investors to wonder, is the stock still a buy? Well, personally, I think the stock is definitely still a buy. If you Take a look at it, uh, ticker TSM. What you see is it's currently at 129 bucks per share. It fell back to its core moving averages, which I like to see. Um, if you take a look at their charts, what you will also see is that, you know, it's had a healthy pullback, um, definitely a healthy pullback. In fact, it pulled all the way back to the 50-day moving averages. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but in this market, it is actually quite a bit. Um, you don't often get a pullback to the 200 days, the 50 days, and it's consistently bounced off the 50-day moving averages. It's pulled back to the 50-day, and now it's recovering. And if you take a look at the chart, it topped out at 140, pulled back to the 50-day moving average. It's at 129 right now. I think it could be a possibly good swing trade. Um, you know, maybe do some research on the technical basis of this chart here um, and check it out and see if it's a buy for yourself. But to me, it's a clear upward long-term trend. It's pulled back. It could be presenting a solid opportunity here, and it's definitely something to take a look at. Now, shifting out of the technicals and looking at the numbers, um, Taiwan Semiconductor beat Q4 expectations with an EPS of 97 cents, much better than the EPS consensus estimate of 95 cents. On a year-over-year -year basis, EPS improved 32.88% for Taiwan Semiconductor. Now, furthermore, uh, revenues increased 22% uh, throughout the quarter uh, to $12.68 billion. Now, for comparison, the same time 2019 revenues level was $10.4 billion. So definitely solid stuff there. Now, shifting in the margin, Taiwan Semiconductor reported a gross margin of 54% for Q4, along with an operating margin of 43.5% and a net profit margin of 39.5%. So I definitely like to see that. Um, and you know, when it comes to the overall numbers coming out of Taiwan, I mean, what we see so far is solid, solid stuff coming out of the company. And that's exactly what we want to see. We're seeing EPS growth. We're seeing, um, not only EPS growth, revenue growth, we're seeing margins improve, and this is everything you want to see when going through a company. Now, going through Taiwan Semiconductor sector by segment, we see five nanometer shipments represented 20% of total wafer revenues, seven nanometer, 29%, and 16 nanometer, 13%. Now, on a final segment note, other advanced technologies accounted for around 62% of total wafer revenues, which is very good to see. Now, rounding out FY 2020, um, Taiwan Semiconductor reported revenues of $45.51 billion, representing 
a significant increase over FY 2019 revenues, um, which were $34.63 billion. So over $10 billion more in revenue, solid, solid stuff there. Now, gross profit also significantly improved throughout the full card quarter. With And this is in Taiwan new currency. Um, so it's definitely going to seem a lot higher. So for instance, um, in Taiwan new currency, their gross profit was $711.13 billion Taiwan new currency. Um, and then much better than the FY 2019 gross profits level of $492.70 billion um, in Taiwan new currency, not U.S. dollar. Um, So that number is actually much smaller when it comes to U.S. dollar, um, but still solid numbers. Now, management was upbeat about the quarter. Um, Quote, our fourth quarter business was supported by strong demand for our industry-leading 5-nanometer technology driven by 5G smartphone launches and HPC-related applications, CFO Wendell Wang said. When it comes to guidance, management is bullish, expecting revenues of $12.7 billion to $13 billion for Q1 of 2021. Rounding out guidance, Q1 gross profit margin is expected to land between 50.5% and 52.5%, while the operating margin is expected to land between 39.5% and 41.5%. Solid stuff. Now, Shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers are solid with total debt, and this is all in Taiwan new currency of $345.264 billion. Uh, total liabilities of $911.054 billion. Total assets of $2.760711 trillion, and a cash and short term investments level of $791.477 billion. Now, on a valuation basis, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor does trade at a premium, of course, but not nearly as much of a premium as some competitors. I take a look, and the price to earnings on Taiwan Semiconductor is 35.14. If I take a look at, for instance, in AMD, I believe AMD is trading at a much higher multiple. Yes, 42.26 times, and I believe NVIDIA is trading at also a much higher price to earnings number. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, of 79.99. So Taiwan Semiconductor, when it comes to the... uh, premium on the stock at the current moment based on valuation is definitely trading at less of a premium to other names um, in the space. So a price to earnings of 35.14 times in this market isn't terrible. Um, a forward price to earnings of 27, definitely not bad. A price to sales of 11.73 and a price to book of 9.84 along with a price to cash flow of 16.30 times. So overall, it does trade at a significant premium, but not nearly as much as competitors do such as AMD and NVIDIA. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and then management has been very effective with a return on equity of 29.84%, return on assets of 20.62%, and a return on invested capital of 27.16%. Now, given the numbers, the analysts surprisingly are bearish on Taiwan Semi with a mean price target of $111.50 per share. And that's roughly a 11.47% loss, unfortunately. Um, So, you know, I disagree with the analyst on Taiwan Semi. I really do. Um, You know, the high price target on it is $149 per share. That's roughly an 18% gain from here, while the low price target is 74, and that's roughly a 41% downside. I disagree with the analyst on Taiwan Semi. I think Taiwan Semi can move higher. Numbers are excellent. Their customer list is insane. Um, And I definitely do see a bright future for Taiwan Semi. Now, the big money is less involved uh, as well, with just 18.56% of Taiwan Semiconductor being owned by institutions. Top holders include Sanders Capital, World Capital Investors, and Capital International Investors. Um, so overall, in short, Taiwan Semiconductor is a solid company with growing revenues, a very strong Rolodex of customers, and is in a quickly expanding industry. The semiconductor industry is only going to go- get bigger and grow. Um, 
you know, semiconductors are, it feels like in everything, um, electrical and mechanical, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, the digital world, the digital revolution that we are in the midst of is going to continue to need uh, more semiconductors. And I'm very excited to see what happens there and in Taiwan Semiconductors future. Now, taking a look at the watch list, as we always do, we need to look at the watch list. How can you not look at the watch list? Now, what I see in the market is a lot of green the day doesn't mean there aren't opportunities. Um, I tweeted out a chart of PayPal earlier today, and I think PayPal's, you know, a solid buy here. If you take a look at PayPal, um, PayPal, solid company, excellent. Um, it is in the, you know, fintech space. Um, I take a look. It's up 13 today. Yeah, it's at 273, but it looks as high. 304 um, and it's getting right back in. It's bouncing right off a channel that it has been moving to the upside with. So I definitely do like PayPal here. Um, another name I really like is Berkshire Hathaway. I think Berkshire Hathaway is going to continue to go if you want in on Warren's great portfolio. Uh, BRK.B um, that's the ticker. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway Class B shares much lower cost basis um, than Berkshire Class A which are insane. Uh, so definitely check out Berkshire Class B shares. I think those are a solid pick up the day. NVIDIA is flat. Um, you know, you take a look at NVIDIA. It's been trading in a channel, actually. Um, it's currently up just four. It's not even up a percent right now. I think you can buy NVIDIA here um, and definitely hold it for the long run and do well. A few other names. I really like Facebook at 265. Um, I think it's an underappreciated stock. Definitely one to check out. Um, as for the FANG names, so you got your Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. I like them all. Um, my favorites are Google, Amazon, and Apple. Netflix is a bit iffy for me, but I think it could potentially, you know, they're going to continue to be probably one of the best um, long-term streaming names to hold still, in my opinion. Um, now, when it comes to the industrials, I've noted you want to have some, you know, inflation-friendly names. Industrials tend to be very friendly with inflation. So Honeywell, I really like Honeywell. Um, it's one of my holdings. Uh, full disclaimer, I take a look at Honeywell right now. It's up $3.81, as high as $2.14. It's one of the only industrials right now. Um, great, solid industrials that isn't making a 52-week high. I like it. I think it has more room to the upside. Boeing, as I said, is one of my favorites. Lockheed Martin, another underappreciated stock, in my opinion. Definitely one to check out. And Raytheon Technologies is another one um, you should check out. When it comes to 5G, Marvel Technologies is the best 5G name in the game. Um, So definitely check that one out. It's not, you know, it's been selling off. um, And it's another one of those ones that, yeah, it's green today, but. After, you know, a whole week of selling, it's not that bad. It's at 49 bucks a share. It's high as 54. It fell right into a support right around, uh, you know, 47-ish. And then it bounced right off that. And now it's at 49. I think it continues to move higher. Um, I think you can buy Marvel Technologies here. Now, uh, a lot of people have been asking, what about CRM? What's going on with Salesforce? Well, they delivered solid numbers um, in the latest quarter. Guidance was a bit weak, um, I believe, and, you know, you take a look at Salesforce, and I definitely do think it's a solid buy. It's at 216 right now. I think for the long term, it's going to do excellent, especially once management gets the acquisition, um, you know, figured out So of Slack. So definitely uh, go check out Salesforce. I You know, they continue to deliver insanely good numbers. So go check it out. I really like Salesforce. E-commerce, Shopify, excellent name. Amazon, another excellent name. I mean, my 
top picks for e-commerce as a whole. I have three top picks. It goes Shopify, Amazon, JD.com. Those are all solid. JD.com gives you a lot of emerging market exposure um, when it comes to e-commerce, which I like. Now, as for the banks, a lot of people are asking about the banks. Um, Personally, the only bank I hold is Wells Fargo. WFC, I think it's a solid name. I think it's the underdog of the bank space, and I think it continues to do well. Um, If you take a look at its all-time chart, uh, you know, Way back a few years ago, um, in 2018, 2017, 2018, it was trading all the way up at 60 bucks a share, and then it absolutely crashed since, you know, since their scandal and a lot of issues with that. And they're coming back now, um, and I think they've cleaned up their act, and I think they're going to do a very good job, and I'm very excited to see what Wells Fargo does in the future. Now, uh, shifting away from all of the sector-by-sector stuff, some of my favorite names in the market right now um, include, you know, I really do like Square. I'm trying to figure out what a good price point would be to get in on Square. Um, you know, I'm waiting on some more cash, and then, you know, if I want to get in, I'll get in. But if you are long-term on FinTech, I do not think 240 right now is a bad price to start building a position. It seems to be a core spot where the stock has bounced in, you know, the stock's bounced, peaked and bottomed within a range of 241 down to 202. Um, And it's been a consistent spot, you know, right in there. So I'm like... I'd target to buy shares at the current moment between 240 and 220. That could be a solid buy location. It's way off its all-time highs at 276. So Square and PayPal when it comes to fintech are two of my favorites. Um, But that's it for the watch list today. Also, watch GE. If that stock comes down a few percent, pick some up. I really like GE long-term. But thank you for listening to the show once again. um, I enjoy doing the shows, and I enjoy um, hearing all of your positive comments. If you'd like to see any changes to the show, let me know on Twitter, any comments, um, or, you know, at me on Twitter, direct message me, whatever you want to do, and hopefully I'll see it. But thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. We will be back with another episode on Wednesday. But until then, easily profit trade on, and I'll see you then.